Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense. Our guest today is John Seaman. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he just took the job of athletic director at Cheltenham High School in Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. John, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Jake. I'm excited to be here. Well, we know we were talking before we came on. uh, It's a busy time for you, so we're going to get going right away. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and how you ended up uh, now at Cheltenham. Yeah, so I grew up in a place called the Poconos, which is pretty much uh, northern Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, um, in a place called Lake Wallenpulpack, which I'm very proud of. Uh, and then uh, from there, I became, uh, you know, had my, uh, got a, went to East Stroudsburg University and uh, got my bachelor's in health and uh, physical education. Um, and, and then after that, I found my way down to Philadelphia. But in between those, I was a, uh, a varsity athlete, uh, a four-year four letterman at Wallen-Paulpack. I, I played soccer my entire career. Uh, I was pretty much soccer year-round. Um, I thought that I was going to get recruited heavily. That did not happen. So I knew that I wanted to be involved in athletics. I knew that um, I had a passion for, for sports, and I knew I wanted to be around that. So phys, phys ed and health was something that, you know, was something I was definitely interested in. So going to East Stroudsburg University and getting my dual, having a dual major in that, um, had a great time down there, built some positive relationships down there, still have friends that, that are over there, and then made my way to, to Philadelphia. Got my first teaching job in the inner city of Philadelphia uh, in uh, Kensington, and uh was at John P. Stetson Charter School, which is a part of the uh, Spirit Charter School Network. And um, the principal who hired me is actually my principal now at Cheltenham High School. So there's a little connection there. Um, he, uh, you know, spent about five years coaching sports there and becoming like the athletic director because that school had just turned charter. So it was, you, you jumped in. I was worried about being a first year teacher, doing that correctly, doing it efficiently and making a difference and coaching. And I was told, hey, you're the athletic director, too. So from day one, that's what happened. And uh, and then I just kept developing myself. I went into a master's program at uh, Cabrini University and uh, got my master's in educational leadership. I have my principal certification in the state of Pennsylvania and um, then became the district uh, director of athletics for the Aspira PA Charter School did that for started that in 2015 and uh, oversaw a 6A high school um, built our football program up from basically uh, middle of the road type team to, to rank number three in the city um, and then and then also um, oversaw three middle schools and did that overall was about overseeing 60 athletic programs so and I didn't have a secretary um, I didn't have uh, athletic coordinators. I was basically developing that. Um, and, and this year we were going to have athletic coordinators, but I was offered uh, the position here at Cheltenham Township uh, School District to oversee their director of athletics and activities. So that's kind of my journey. And Cheltenham is kind of right outside the city. It is a suburban school district, public school, school district. Um, and uh, definitely excited to be here. New challenges. Um, and it's kind of a blank slate. 
it's uh you know i'm hitting the ground running i was telling telling you that earlier before we get on here and um and uh there you know i'm excited to be here and i'm excited to make a difference so Oh, great, great story. And, and you touched on a couple of key things. Um, you know, the relationships that you built early on in your career obviously paid great dividends, you know, with your former principal, you know, now the principal at the school where you're at and wearing all those different hats. Uh, the, there's just no substitute for the hands-on uh, boots on the ground experience that you get um, at those smaller schools. Uh, so I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, John, another question that we ask our athletic directors has to do with mentorship. Uh, leadership is so important in our profession. And so I'm curious, who are some of your mentors, uh, either, you know, family members, you know, maybe teachers or coaches that you had, maybe people that you've worked with or worked for, um, you know, who can you tell yeah. us? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that just to touch on your point, too, I mean, I think it's important to be engulfed in this profession and, and just touching on the fact that, you know, you have to kind of extend your time where you need to go. And I think that's kind of how I've made it to where I have, but volunteer your time to where you need to go. But as far as mentors are concerned, um, you know, obviously my parents, uh, you know, I think that this job takes a very strong work ethic and I think you have to love what you do. And I'm fortunate enough to say that I do love what I do being an athletic director. And I think that um, my parents have kind of instilled, instilled those morals and values in me as far as, you know, the job's not done until it's done and you give everything 110%. And um, you do the best possible, you do the best possible job you can do. I think from there, obviously, I would say like my soccer coach going through high school um, and, and being a four-year letterman and, and, and he was a principal and kind of still having that relationship and picking his brain from time to time. But also, you know, I'll say the principal at the high school right now that I'm at, who was my first principal who hired me as a phys ed teacher, was obviously a big influence on me. Um, he was actually uh, the one who supported me when I uh, started my principal certification um, and uh, mentored me in, in, in that realm. And then also the principal after him was very influential in what I did at, at Aspira. Um, and then, um, yeah, I mean, and, and then obviously my colleagues, you know, Mike Popolowski, uh, he's a CMAA, and he uh, got me into the NIAAA in the, in the Charter School League when we first started. And then also uh, Paul Reiser, who I talk to pretty much every single day, uh, every single day. you got to have that one person you can call uh, just to kind of pick, pick, pick their brain about certain situations. And Paul has been in the field for a long, long time, even as a, a collegiate athletic director at one point. So it's good to have those relationships and mentors. And um uh, and I would say Holly Fernacy as well. And I know Holly was on the podcast too. I, you know, Holly and I have a good relationship. She kind of was the one who helped me uh, become an instructor in the NIAAA. And, uh, and she's somebody I also value a lot. Um, and, and she's, she's been in this league that I'm in now. <laughs> so it's good to have those relationships and I'm still building those relationships with uh, uh, another uh, gentleman, Scott Layer from, from uh, Council Rock High School has been, who's also an assistant principal and athletic director and reached out to me because he was in my shoes about, I would say about uh, 12 years ago at Jelham. So, and, and reached out to me to, to, to provide that support. So, which, which is pretty cool. So. I just love hearing the stories. And again, you mentioned a couple of names, you know, Paul, we're, we're going to have on the podcast down the road and, and Holly, you know, I, I saw Holly, you know, present uh, years ago when I was at a national conference and, you know, our paths ended up connecting uh, several years ago, where now I'm part of her uh, 
team for the the two middle school uh, LTI courses. Uh, it's it's very cool to to see those connections. John, we get a lot of younger athletic directors, or let's say even ADs that are new to the profession. And I think it's important for them to hear, you know, about the journey that we all have with our state association and our national association. So you touched on that a little bit with some of your mentors, but how did you get involved with, you know, the LTI program and and talk about, you know, working through and earning your CAA? Yeah, I think, uh, What's funny with that is, you know, being that first year teacher, I don't think I would have imagined five years later I would become an athletic director and uh, and be doing those type of things. But the reality is, you know, when we were in the charter school league that we started uh, and Mike Poplowski was influential in that, um, he kind of connected me to the NIAAA. So going to those AD meetings, he had started that with Holly and Holly uh, was a big mentor for him. And and he did a great job providing us those resources to start those trainings in that league. And once I caught wind of it, obviously, I knew that this is what I wanted to do for pretty much the rest of my career. I knew that, you know, again, I wanted to be around sports. I, I loved athletics and the athletic director realm and just kind of providing those opportunities through educational based athletics for our kids, our community, our programs and developing programs really fascinated me. And I, and I saw that the NIAAA was, that was the first time that I was affiliated with that was through that, that middle school charter school league um, back in 2000, probably back in actually probably back in 2014 when I was still coaching at the time. And then from there, you know, I met Holly and then, you know, Holly obviously being a very big influence with Posada, which is the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association, you know, going up there every single year and, and meeting, meeting uh, you know, other, other athletic directors from, from the state of Pennsylvania and also, you know, meeting new vendors and, and talking to people, picking brains. We, we all face the same challenges. I mean, it's, it's funny uh, you, you say that, but I know that multiple people on this podcast have probably said that before, that we all face the same challenges. And when you go to the national conference, you see that more evident that somebody in, in Iowa is still having the same type of issues that you might have. And you're trying to bounce those ideas and best practices off each other, which is really powerful. And, and I would say that that was my journey from, from the NIAAA and Posada. And I'll also throw out the Texas High School State Athletic Directors Association. I think somebody who's going to be a mentor for me is Andre Walker uh, from Houston Independent School District. I, uh, my wife has family in Houston, so we, we, we flirt with the idea of, hey, will we ever get down there? And uh, going to the Texas High School State Athletic Directors Conference this past year, I kind of got to pick some, some – get some new ideas and kind of bounce ideas off what I do to what they do and, and talking to uh, the director of athletics for Corpus Christi and, and getting those ideas. I think it's very powerful and, uh, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So uh, that, that's pretty much my journey through the NIAAA and, and the state association. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job as a longtime member of the NIAAA certification committee if I didn't uh, ask, you know, where are you in that path? toward earning that CMAA now. So, yeah, so I actually started that and I should have had it done by now, to be honest with you. Uh, But I was so worried about getting principal certification and I have my Texas principal cert almost done as well, just in case. And uh, that is what needs to happen next. And uh, I've started that process and I should have that completed, I would say, by January. So 
Very cool. So, uh, you know, we'll be seeing a new CMAA, uh, you know, in the ranks. And, and you can hold me to it, Jake. That's <laughs> You can hold me to okay, it. Okay. <laughs> well, I will. Yeah. We got it on the podcast right here. <laughs> we are visiting with uh, John Seaman, CAA from uh, Cheltenham High School, Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. We're going to continue with the interview, but uh, right now we're going to take a quick break and hear from our podcast sponsor, Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Welcome back to our interview with Jason Seaman from Cheltenham High School. Uh, for our listeners, we're recording this on August 19th, so it's actually going to be pretty timely by the time you listen to it. John, one of the things that we like to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, what are some things that you've done at your previous schools that maybe you want to bring to uh, your new school at Cheltenham that when you yeah. look back, uh, you say, boy, we really do a great job with this. Uh, what are some best practices you can share? Yeah, I think um, when you look at, I think even with best practices, you're trying to look at what, what kind of uh, challenges you face at your school and then also kind of how can you support educational-based athletics um, by providing supports for those challenges, right? So you might be limited in one area, but not limited in the other. Um, I'll tell you, at my previous district, we, we did things, we, we used stipends um, as a measure of, you know, almost extra, extra duty, extra pay, which is what we do here at Cheltenham. We call it extra duty, extra pay. One of the things that I put in place, um, just being around four different schools overseeing 60 athletic programs in my previous district was a student athlete academic advisor. Um, I thought that was extremely important. I created a stipend for that position. It wasn't going through the counselor, but, it, but that, that person was going to report uh, to me and the head coach every week. So I would send that person rosters and then they would report to myself and the head coach. And if, if we had students who were failing or students who were at risk with uh, Ds or Cs, uh, they would make sure they reported that every single week. And then it was my job to kind of hold our coaches to that standard and the coach's job to hold our student athletes to that standard. Um, because the expectation was that we weren't going to allow student athletes to participate in athletic contests if they were failing any classes whatsoever. And I felt like we needed to put a support system in place to make sure um, that we could do that. Um, the other thing that I, I do as far as best practice, I feel like, and maybe it's a little bit, I don't know, minor, but for me, it's kind of major, is I create a, a Google Doc schedule. Um, so I'll take all our team schedules and I'll put them in uh, basically with, with each one of our coaches and our sports, and I will put in that schedule in, in a Google sheet, spreadsheet, um, everything we got going on that day, the location, the time, all of that. I will also incorporate the days we have off from school. I'll incorporate um, our PIAA start dates, end dates, um, you know, first practice dates, things like that. 
and then also highlight things. So if we have a game, for example, one of our JV uh, field hockey games just got canceled this morning. I will go in there and basically, you know, canceled and exit out and then that and highlight it because I need to be uh, be mindful. Uh, it just keeps me on task. It's something that needs to happen. So that way I can communicate with our coaches and, and all stakeholders that are involved with athletics to make sure whether that's transportation, security, um, the, the police um, department, whatever it is, just to make sure that we're I'm keeping myself on task to the things that need to be done. And then after that next day, I just delete that line. Um, and then we're, we're on the next day. It kind of keeps me focused. Of, okay, this is what's going on today. And then also trying to be proactive uh, because, you know, when we try to schedule non-league games, where does that fit? Um, all those type of things. That's something that I do as far as a best practice. Um, but uh, the other thing too, I'll just say is that the principal cert comes in. Um, I like, I'm a big believer. And I always say this, that we're not in the business of getting rid of people. We're in the business of developing people. And I think that's very important. And I think how you do that through walkthroughs and evaluations and your preseason meeting with coaches, exit meeting with coaches. And if you go out to the field and you do a walkthrough to follow that up and have an open line of communication to where you're giving them a support. So if you see something that might be a managerial, managerial task, a, a discipline task that you're providing a support that maybe they can try uh, to see if that, that enhances the ability to do that. And, uh, and I think that's, that's about developing people and, and being open and, and transparent and so on. So, you know, just really great stuff and uh, a good illustration of there's a lot of different names for it, but you know, the iceberg principle comes to mind, you know, people show up at a game and they see the game run flawlessly. They just don't understand unless they're an AD. Um, all the things that went into it, this organization, the scheduling, all the different facets of scheduling, you know, the professional development that occurs in working with a coach, uh, whether it's a young coach or a veteran coach, and all the other things that go into it. Great, great uh, explanation there. Definitely some best practices. John, uh, another question we've been asking our ADs uh, has to do with um, just the, the increased focus. And I, I think it's a very good focus on the mental, emotional health of student athletes. Um, you know, as I said, we're recording this on August 19th. So the Olympics are still very much uh, uh, in the back of our minds there. Great competition, great success by our US program. And again, looking at someone like Simone Biles who was very candid and outspoken you know, about some of the mental and emotional challenges that, that she was facing. And, and whether it's, you know, a world-class athlete or uh, a Generation Z student athlete that we're working with at, at our schools, and we just don't understand, you know, the things that they're experiencing. So here's my question. How can athletic directors and, and coaches, how can we do a better job of balancing, you know, that, and I'm going to phrase this in extremes, you know, that old school, you know, come on, you got to be tough. You got to suck it up. You got to get back in there. How do you balance that with being aware and sensitive and acknowledging those emotional challenges that, you know, our Generation Z athletes are facing? Yeah, and I think that's a that's a multifaceted question. I think that um, when we, we, yeah, it put me on a spot, Jake. <laughs> it's, a, it's good, though, because the reality is we, we have to look, and, and here at Cheltenham, one of the things that I do, you call this a best practice too, is, is the first thing I did was speak about our mission and vision, what our athletic department's going to be 
Um, and part of that mission and vision is developing the whole child intellectually, socially, emotionally. And I think that as coaches, you know, there, we have a difficult job to do. I mean, and the athletic administrator as well, kind of making sure that coaches understand that you're more than just a coach. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to develop athletes, but also develop, but also be, be aware of that mental and social impact that might occur. And I think that the first thing that comes to my mind with that is just listen and, and, and listen to your athletes and, and make sure that we have resources in the school. So whether it's a counselor or whatnot, um, that we can have these conversations in a safe environment. But at the end of the day, I think it's very important that we don't, we be mindful of everybody's, uh, I would say mental or emotional state. And that, you know, putting an athlete out there who is not in, in the Simone Biles is a perfect example of that might not know everything that's going on with that child. And we don't might know we really don't know what was going on with Simone Biles in, in the Olympics. And we have to be aware of that, that that we have to provide supports for the, our athletes and, and make sure that we're taking into account um, their mental and social needs and that we're not putting our athletes out there when mentally that could do way more harm than good. And I think it's important that we all acknowledge that. Um, and I think when you, when we talk about supports, I think, you know, working with, with, uh, you know, our guidance counselors, um, psychology schools, uh, psychologists, and then also what kind of supports do we have in the community that can help support this? And I'll be honest with you, Jake, I'm happy you answered me and uh, asked me that question. Cause right away I, in my head, I'm thinking, who can I go to in this community who can support with this to make sure that our students have the needs they have the, that our students have the support that they need when it comes to this, um, this, this uh, category, this uh, dynamic, when it comes to social, e emotional and mental, um, you know, your mental state in, in athletics. So I do, I do think we need to take that very seriously. And I do think that we need to listen and that we need to direct our athletes and our coaches uh, on how to handle those situations a little bit better. No, I, I apologize for putting you on the spot, but I, I think you uh, hit it out of the park, you know, very well done. Uh, you know, the listening, of course, you know, as a first line and then having coaches uh, and school personnel, you know, be aware that, hey, you know, it, it's not uh, it's not like it was, you know, 100 years ago when I was a student athlete. You know, it, it's it's better. You know, uh, we know more and, you know, we need to address it. Great stuff. John Seaman, certified athletic administrator from Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. We're going to be back, but right now we're going to take another quick break and hear from our new sponsor, Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive provides indoor scoring tables and video boards that can generate $10,000 or more every single year while also creating more excitement in your gym. Their score tables and video boards also help make the ultimate game day experience by creating lifelong memories for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. See what their fantastic products can do for you your school, and your student-athletes. 
Welcome back. Uh, we've got John Seaman, Certified Athletic Administrator, Cheltenham High School, Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. John, this has been pretty cool connecting with you and uh, hearing about, you know, some of the connections, uh, you know, that we both share, but we're not done yet. We always like to wrap up with what we call the Athletic Director's Toolbox. And uh, you've already shared that you're an experienced, you know, very successful athletic administrator. But right now, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new AD on the very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in John Siemens' athletic director toolbox? Okay, I um, I think so. First thing comes to my mind, and and I and I kind of mentioned it before in the podcast is, is the work ethic. Um, I, I don't think you could be successful in this job without a strong work ethic. And uh, that also means being visual. And, um, and I know on your podcast, you've heard this before, but being visual, especially when you first start out, like I am right now is important because the other part of this is building those positive relationships, not just with the coaches and, and hearing and them and communicating with them as far as what, our expectations are when it comes to our mission and vision for our athletic department centered around educational based athletics, but also building those relationships with parent boosters, which, which I'm currently doing right now, um, building those relationships with our central office, our, our central admin team, when our, you know, our, our facilities department, our transportation department, our HR department, want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And I think that when you first start out, um, it, it is kind of, a whirlwind. Um, I'm fortunate enough, like I said, I kind of, I'm coming into this position. I, I know what to do. It's a matter of how quickly can I make it happen? Um, considering the fact that we've already had fall sports, you know, practicing right now. And I just started a week and a half ago. So I, the part of that for me is making sure you're visual, making sure you have a strong, strong work ethic. And then I think the other part of this is not being afraid to reach out to other athletic directors in your circle. Um, and, and making sure that, you know, if there's something that you need to bounce an idea off of, for example, we were doing heat acclimation um, last week for football. And I just looked at our trainer and said, this is way too hot to be out here. And he said, he looked at me and I said, let me make a phone call. And I, I called some schools, some ADs in the area said, yeah, John, we stopped about an hour ago. And then I shut it down. It, it was a way for me to gauge what I thought was already the right thing to do, but just wanted to make sure and, and touch base with some other individuals. And I think that it's important that you do that. You're not, you're not afraid to reach out. Um, and then I think the other one too, for me, and this is, uh, you know, we talked about listening to uh, soon athletes, but also listening to coaches, listening to parents, showing empathy for situations is very important. Um, but sometimes, which I'm not sure how many people would admit to this, but sometimes you, you have to admit when you're wrong. So if I'm double booked a facility space that I thought was going to be available, and then I realize there's a safety concern, sometimes you got to take ownership of that with the person that is in conflict. And you've got to kind of own up to that. Um, and I think uh, that's, that's a good quality of a leader to make sure that you're owning up to your own mistakes when that happens. Um, and it's not just, hey, you know, this is, you know, I, I don't do anything wrong. We all do something wrong. And it's important that, uh, you know, we own up to that sometimes. Um, so for me, I mean, those are, those might be three little things, but 
for me, they could be very impactful, uh, making sure that you have a strong work ethic, that you're visual, that you're building those positive relationships, and that, you know, when something doesn't go the way it should go, and you have some fault of that, that you're owning up to that with that coach or whatever, and I feel like you're able to move on from that um, effectively. And I'll give you an example with that, too, is just happened to me coming in here is that we had volleyball happening and we had field hockey happening and the field hockey coach wanted to use the gym space in the very back. And I didn't think it would come into conflict, but it did once I saw that the volleyball system was in the center of the gym and that she needed to use the net, obviously. And it's her, when volleyball's in season, it's her gym. And when I'm looking at volleyballs and I'm looking at field hockey balls, I was like, this is a safety concern. Even though I told the field hockey coach, I didn't think it would be an issue when I went up there that first day and saw it was an issue, it was important for me to communicate to her, hey, I should have known better. I should have looked at this differently. Um, but looking at this now, this is a major safety concern and we have to make adjustments. And um, that went a long way with her, I think. Um, and, and it's important that we do make those adjustments and we're, we're always looking at the safety of our kids and, um, and, and, and making sure that we're doing those things correctly, so. No, that's a very strong uh, collection of tools. I think you shoehorned, uh, you know, four or five in there, but they're all great. And uh, on the last one, I, I'll go out uh, on a limb or I'll go on record by saying, I don't think there's a more uh, effective and long lasting way to build that relationship with your coaches than to do just what you said. You know, when you screw up, you got to own it. Hey, you know, I was wrong. You know, I'm sorry you know, let's move on. And uh, uh, that just goes so far in, in building those, you know, relationships that trust uh, everything that you mentioned. Great, great stuff. John, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and I certainly encourage you to do so, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? So uh, they get a hold of me through email, which would be jseman at cheldenham.org. Um, or um, if they wanted to contact me directly, um, they could do that as well. I'd be, I'd be open to that as well, just because like I told you before, building these relationships around the country, we're all dealing with the same thing. So it's kind of nice to, to bounce ideas off each other. So if anybody wanted to reach out to me, they could call my work number at 215-479-2915. So. Appreciate you sharing that. John Seaman, Certified Athletic Administrator, Cheltenham High School, Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. Thanks so much for being on the podcast and all the best with uh, the new job. I appreciate it, Jake. It was a pleasure. For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast.